From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about the phenomenon of makeup sex and how you can use this time to heal, grow, and connect with your spouse after a fight. And there's an anonymous quote that says, every couple fights. And just as a side note, Tony and I do. Oh, yes. After you know, 22 years of marriage, we still have our fights. Yes. It says, every couple fights. Just make sure that the makeup sex always lasts longer than the fights. That's a good one. Just think about that for a second. That's a good one. And I would say even with the makeup sex part, that could include like your foreplay, not the actual intercourse part. Well, sure. Yeah, because that could be. I'm just saying because people can see sex and just think that's, you know, three minutes. But hey, if we have foreplay and the cuddling afterwards, let's make that all last longer. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. But you all that have been around for a while, you know that we start each show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new listeners, welcome to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show and welcome to the One Family. We're so excited to have you a part of us. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the One Family who's experienced breakthrough. Yeah. And this week's hug is sponsored by the Position of the Month Club. And we cannot wait to tell you more about this incredible group a little bit later on in the show. But the hug that we're reading today actually comes from a Facebook message that we received from a position of the month club summit partner. And she says, my husband and I were on the brink of a possible separation. He's been gone for two months for his job training. And I finally got him to listen to the podcast. Yeah. We have been listening to one a day in the morning. And then we talk about it at night when he calls the kids before bed. We sometimes try to listen together at this time and then discuss afterwards about how we feel. We've only been doing this for the past two weeks and it has made our communication do a complete 360 and get our marriage back on track. As I write this, we're on the phone now going on a five hour actual conversations every single night. Oh my gosh. When was the last time that you as a couple had a five hour conversation? Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't remember the last time Tony and I had a five hour conversation. He comes home in three days and we are so looking forward to rekindling our intimacy. As we talk tonight, we're now going through different positions to try when he gets home and what turns each other on. Mm, love it. What a conversation. We also can't wait to start the seven days of sex challenge and even the 60 day one. I can't thank Tony and Elisa for their podcast and for helping us work better on our marriage. And we're only on podcast number 25. Wow. So thank you, one family. And thank you, the big man upstairs. Amen. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, you, you hear about that kind of breakthrough and, and, and we love having the interaction with each one of you, whether it's, you know, the emails that come in, whether it's direct messages on Instagram and things like that. And we actually got this, this DM on Instagram a couple of weeks ago that said, I'm a new listener. And I'm wondering, have you ever done a show on makeup sex? And I looked at the message and I thought, have we ever done a show on makeup sex? Because when you've done almost 500 shows, mm-hmm. there's a thought of surely, we must surely have done we've one. done this. And you know, no, we hadn't absolutely not. We're like, we looked through all our shows. I'm calling Tony and saying, babe, have we, have we talked about this? He's like, uh, I don't think so. 
And we started thinking about this dynamic in our, uh, you know, what makeup sex has looked like in our own marriage over the 22 years that we've been married and, and how that's evolved and changed over time and how even our fighting, you know, which is typically where makeup sex comes from after a fight or a disagreement and how that's changed over the years. Yeah. And we realized, you know what, we need to talk about this. Yeah. It, it's, it's truly something that does happen. And it's happening in your marriages, right? You know, I, I reached out to the one family on Instagram and I said, okay, you know what? Here's this thing called makeup sex. You know, are you, aren't you? What does that look like? Well, you know, somewhere around 65% of you said, yes, we've done makeup sex. And you guys know, I like to have a working definition. Uh, if you don't know, I just like us all to be playing on the same field mm-hmm. when we're, when we're talking about a topic like this. So it's not like, oh, you know, I think it's this, or I think it's that. So working definition of makeup sex, it's sex that reestablishes the bonds of a romantic relationship after an argument or disagreement during makeup sex. The intense emotions felt during an argument are enacted through sexual activity. There's like that transfer of, you know, we've had this rush of emotions, you know, in the, in the argument Mm -hmm. and, and we're bringing that high intensity into the makeup sex. Got it. Right. And it may occur after an argument has been resolved or as a means of ending the argument without waiting for a clear resolution. So there's two, there's two end results that happen from makeup sex from the definition standpoint. Right. Because it can either be, you know, we've resolved everything and, and we're reconnecting mm-hmm. or maybe we haven't quite gotten to that resolution, but let's connect. Right. Right. And so that's an interesting thing because I think a lot of, well, I don't think I know from, from having the interaction with all of you on Instagram and saying, you know, what does this look like that it very clearly does fall into different camps for different people. And, and that's how we really start saying, you know, we need to dig into this a little bit more because when that question first came up and, and, you know, Tony and I started going, okay, have we done a show on this? That was one part of the, we need to talk about it. But then the, the other part was, what does this look like in our own marriage? Right. Because honestly, you guys, when that question came up, I'm like, I don't think I can't remember makeup sex. And Tony's looking at me and he's like, uh, yes, we have. Yeah. Oh yes, we have. And I think it's changed over the years though, too. So early on, I can recall us having these fights and having these, um, intense, situations I can recall though. So there here's again, perception becomes reality, which you see and what you're feeling may not be what your spouse is feeling or seeing, or they feel is an issue. So realize when you're in your marriage too, and you're going through these times, what you're feeling, because I can recall these times, Elisa has no clue about which just as a side note is really, really interesting in our marriage. Cause usually I'm the one that remembers all of this stuff. And so for me to have no recollection, it's just like, it's, it's a little bit mind blowing for me. And yet as we began to talk about it, it became clear though, because early on we would have these fights. Mm-hmm. We would, they would boil over. We, we would get head to head. They'd, they'd be intense. And I can remember us, Hey, it wasn't right after the fight, but it was probably that evening that we did, we would have makeup sex. And for me, it was a time of like, okay, this has been resolved. In my mind, it was resolved and us physically having intercourse was the end to it. It was done. Now I think we're in a place where we still get in fights. We still get in, in arguments. We tend to resolve ours quicker. We know it's resolved now. And yet the makeup sex 
for me anyway, is again, a way of us just being able to go, we went through this experience Mm -hmm. and now we are, we're putting an end to it. We're putting a cap on it and we're letting it go. That's where I feel like we are now. Not that it, it, it never happens because it's still just, it's an ebb and flow. I just remember though, the two distinct ways we see, or I see makeup sex in our marriage. Well, and I also think a big part of the component for me and, and why this was such a, I don't remember part is that, you know, we now have the intimacy lifestyle. True. And, and so for, for me, where sex used to be a, a, a weapon or something that I would hold over you and, and, and maybe, you know, there was that whole rejection component. I'd be like, all right, you know what? Like, let's just, let's just connect and we'll have sex. Now it's become such a regular component in our marriage that it doesn't have, yeah. it, it doesn't have that same, it, it, not that it's insignificant, but it doesn't have that same weight or it's not a weapon that I use to say, okay, you know what? We are going to use this to connect, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm going to give you this offering. And so it's like, you know what? We're having sex regularly. So, it just, for me, it's just kind of woven into the fabric of our marriage. But that was a shift that we made, you know, 10, 11 years ago when we adopted the intimacy lifestyle, mm-hmm. which is why I wonder if just because it's become so, so ingrained in the fabric of our marriage that I don't, I don't associate it. Yeah. That, and that's a good point. I hadn't thought about the intimacy lifestyle and how that has impacted what makeup sex looks for us. And, and I would say before intimacy lifestyle and after intimacy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And and I think you're 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 100% correct in that having the intimacy lifestyle now sex isn't used as a weapon. I still feel though there are those moments where we are in argument, there is a resolution. The intimacy lifestyle is part of our life and yet that physical bonding, that physical connection still puts an end cap to that for me, even though it's, it's part of the intimacy lifestyle. Right. And I know just as, as Tony's wife, and I know how important touch is to him. I know that when an argument or conversation has been resolved, I know that I need to, I need to touch Tony in some way. It's not necessarily always a sexual touch, but it's, there's definitely a physical component Mm -hmm. to resolving and, and letting Tony know that we are resolved. Yes. And, and that's an important thing to know with your spouse, mm-hmm. right? If touches that connection and we're going to dig a little bit more into that, but you know, as I think through that, maybe it's not always makeup sex for us. I think a lot of times it's actually makeup touch. Mm-hmm. And, and if I were to use the word touch there instead of sex, I'm like, Oh, absolutely. For you, for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's not always the sexual act. It's the re- physically reconnecting with you because I tend to pull myself away. True. In an argument. So, you know, as we're talking through this and just even, you know, you guys in real time are hearing how we work through some of these things and how those different perceptions. And, you know, it's interesting as I started digging into this idea of, you know, makeup sex and, and what does this look like? There's a lot of science around what happens when you fight. Okay. And it actually, like I started digging a little bit more. Sometimes I'm like, you know, a squirrel going down a rabbit or a squirrel, (laughs) a rabbit going down a rabbit hole. Um, as I start to think through what are these topics and how are they going to impact the one family? Because when, when we're in a fight, there are these hormones that get released and the hormones are adrenaline, testosterone, and noradrenaline. And, you know, interestingly enough, these are the same, some of the same hormones that are active during orgasm, which actually kind of blew my mind, you know, cause I started looking, I'm like, okay, hormones during fight. I'm like, yeah. I wonder, right. I wonder if those are the same hormones that are active during orgasm and they are. 
Wow. Which means that when you fight, you, mm-hmm. you have these hormones that are flooding your system and, and, you know, we're worried about the stability of our relationship and, and maybe it's not like, oh my gosh, is somebody going to leave? Inter- but- I'm sorry. I got to interrupt you in this one real quick. Cause as you're saying that it's interestingly enough where I can recall in fights being in those moments of that high intensity. And you said, you know, the adrenaline's rushing, the testosterone and this noradrenaline are rushing. And I can recall in the middle of those fights, just going like, dang, you're sexy. Like, oh my gosh, you're so sexy. And I, and, and, and thinking like we're fighting over something and yet you're so dang sexy. And why are we fighting about this anymore? And like, let's just go have sex and call it good. So interesting, like how this, some of these memories begin to come back. Just as a side note, I wonder what would have happened if you had actually interrupted the fight mm-hmm. and just pulled that pulled that statement out and said it and spoken it. Because I wonder how many of you even listening to the show are like, yeah, my spouse is really sexy. And if we could just like stop fighting about whatever we're fighting about and just get to the sex part, bam. Because so often we're fighting about frivolous things. I mean, we're talking about like, why the plates are still on the counter or the laundry hasn't been Guilty. put in, in in the washing machine Guilty. or why the toilet seat was left up. And I mean, these are these are fights that I think all of us have had that get overblown mm-hmm. and and I'm not discounting the bigger fights, believe me, but I just feel like there are times in our marriage where we we can find the smallest things to begin complaining about that escalate into a fight that had we said something of that, like, holy cow, you're so dang sexy. I love you. You're, you're my beautiful wife. Got it. We're done. Let's go have makeup sex. I know that's a little tougher to do with kids and all that folks. And yet I'm just saying, how do we turn that tide quickly? So we're not sitting in the fight. Right. Because when, you know, as we're talking about these hormones, I just want to go back to the science for a minute. When we're in a fight and these hormones are are flooding our system and and we're having this tension, this conflict with our spouse, there's a very real, you know, but there's a perceived threat there. And Mm -hmm. so we want that connection. We want that, that attachment. We want that intimacy. And, And so it's like these two, it's like two sides of a coin. Right where it's, you know, we're looking at this and we're like, oh my gosh, this is so intense. Like Tony said, you know, could we just like stop fighting? And we've got to get to a place where, where we can actually almost like step outside of our bodies and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and are we, are we moving more into that, that attachment and that connection and that intimacy? Can, can we separate ourselves from the fight? Can we acknowledge the fight for what it is? Because, you know, I mentioned earlier here in the one family, about 65% of you have said that you have makeup sex. Right. And I mean, that I, I didn't actually look to see what the statistics were for the general population because I just want to know what you all are doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And of that, you know, number that's had makeup sex, 64% of you say that the husband is usually the one to initiate makeup sex. I was like, well, that's interesting. Okay. You know, wives, are, are we still holding on to a lot of the stuff in our head? And the answer to that, just as a side note, is a yes. You all told me that. And because 61% of you say this, the disagreement has actually been resolved. So that means that there's roughly 39, 40% of people that are like, it's not done yet. Mm-hmm. And we know from some of the you know, brain research and, and you know, the studies that we've read that we've got all these memories mm-hmm. of what's going on that, that are keeping us from fully getting in the moment. True. Right. Our hashtag this year. And, you know, as we started to say, okay, well, you know what, you all are having makeup sex and we know that the husbands are initiating it. But if, 
if 40% of you rough numbers say that it's not resolved, then, then we need to talk about that, right? Because makeup sex can be a valuable tool in your toolbox, but we need to make sure that things are actually getting resolved. True. Because if your emotions are still all over the place, if this is just a band aid, then we're not, we're not actually creating extraordinary marriages, right? We're in this place where, you know, we're struggling. It's this bandaid that we're putting on and we're, we're still stuck. And, and, you know, the reality is, is that we get behind these microphones each and every week to, to be a part of, of you all getting unstuck, to get unstuck in our own marriage. I mean, even having these conversations and, and going back to the early years and going, oh, what if we had done that differently? We can't be people that gloss over our problems, right? We can't, we can't just skip to the good parts. I remember the beginning of, uh, you know, the Princess Bride where it says, you know, this is the good parts version, right? That, that's not who we are here in the one family. Sex can't be the band-aid that covers all of our problems so that we don't have to think about what's going on. It has to be the glue that reminds us of the true connection that we have to the person that you said I do to. Yeah. Love it. Right. It, it's not a band-aid. It's glue. Because when you take off band-aids, let me tell you what you got. You still got the yuck. But when it's glue, when sex becomes that connection, then all of a sudden, you know, you have that bond, right? Glue is a bond. Band-aids just cover up. We need, you need to be dealing with your stuff and creating bonds and resolution. And we want to, we want to share some specific action items to have this healthy dynamic in your marriage. But first we want to thank this week's sponsor, which is the position of the month club. And you know, those of you that listened to, uh, last week's show, you heard us talk about the one conference there in Henderson, North Carolina, the beginning of March. And we had the opportunity and I love this. We had the opportunity to get face to face with some of our position of the month club members. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible. Yeah, it was so great to see so many of our summit partners, surf partners, and safari partners there at the one conference. Position of the Month Club is a way for you to connect with us, especially at that summit partner level, because we have a closed Facebook group that we get to connect with you guys. We do monthly chats, and it was so amazing to be at the one conference in North Carolina and seeing those couples Mm -hmm. and being able to just hug them. And tell them how much we we truly did love them and thank them for all their support. And so, if you're if you're on the fence and you're like, oh, do I jump in? Do I not? Check it out. And it's not just about being part of the Facebook group or being on the monthly chats. Every month we send out our position posts, and this is a magazine style e publication delivered right to your inbox. I mean, we have resources and articles and member only information. So. Come on and check it out. I mean, we provide content that's going to deepen your sexual, emotional, and recreational intimacy. So learn more, become a partner, and get these resources in your inbox and make your marriage extraordinary. You can go to positionofthemonthclub.com. Oh, and guys, it's these Position of the Month Club partners are literally changing the face of marriage in their communities. It's so amazing. And, you know, as we talk, as we, you know, talk about this dynamic of makeup sex, right? And what does it look like in your marriage? It's time to just ask the question, Mm -hmm. how are we using makeup sex? Right. And for some of you, you may be like, we don't even have it. So, you know, 
we just need to be aware of this show so that when we, you know, hear our girlfriends or our buddies talking about it, you know where to direct them. Can't tell you how many people are like, oh, there's a show for that, right? I mean, that, that's really what the one family has become. There's a show for that. But if you are engaging in it, and we know that 65% of you are, is it a healthy tool or is it a Band-Aid? right? If, if there's this emotional barrier, right? If you find yourself engaging in makeup sex, but there's this emotional barrier, you know, and this happens for both men and women, you're still processing your emotions. You haven't let go of the, the situation you're dealing with pride. You just have those unspoken thoughts and words because you mm-hmm. haven't fully dealt with it. Then you've got to do yourself a favor and you've got to have a healthy release for those thoughts, right? Before you just jump into this makeup sex, because you're not doing your spouse any favors by just being there as a warm body. And I remember those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, and that definitely can happen. And yet, like Elisa saying, when, when you are doing that, there's no resolve. Mm-hmm. And so that, that part of what should be bonding us together becomes almost more like a scar. Mm. Wow. Wow. Sometimes, guys, we get behind these mics and the conviction that Tony and I have for just some of the challenges that we've faced in the past, mm-hmm. it, it's real, you guys. And, and it, just as a side note, there are so many actions that we undertake in our marriage that we don't know the full implication of how they're impacting our spouse mm-hmm. until we start to have these types of conversations. And what I want to say to that is don't shy away from the conversation because you're worried about finding out that your spouse has a scar from your actions. Go into these conversations knowing that you can take different actions mm-hmm. to heal those scars, to heal those wounds, to actually, you know, it's kind of like the scar cream, right? Where you can like reduce the, the you know, the visible signs of the scar. You you have the power to do that, but you can't shy away from these conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you if you've got if you've got the power to speak, use it, mm-hmm. right? You know, if, if it's the emotional stuff, then find a way to release those emotions. If you need to tell your spouse, you know what? I just need to journal for a few minutes. I need to get these out. I need to go for a run. I need to go do something physical to release that energy. Go do it. You're doing yourself a favor and you're doing your spouse a favor so that you can, you know, this year's hashtag be in the moment with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. Another thing that I'm going to bring up that I hadn't even thought about until we were having this conversation is, hey, ladies, if your husband needs touch on the back end of an argument, initiate touch. And I'm not telling you that because you need to hear it. I'm telling you that because I need to remember it. Right. Maybe it's not sex every time, but let me let me be real clear. I now have a greater understanding, even doing this show, that Tony needs touch at the end of any type of disagreement that we have. And that's on me. That's not on Tony to initiate. We as wives need to even that up a little bit more so that it's not all on our husbands to initiate the connection Mm -hmm. on the back end of an argument. And if you need help getting in the mood, then start identifying before the two of you ever have a fight, what you need to do to get in the mood. Take a shower, change into something sexy. Just take a deep breath and remember why you love this person. And it may, it may be something other than that too. It may be, you need to journal. You need to go run. You need to go, you know, get that 
30 minute workout in. You, you may need to just go take a walk around the park with the dog. You, you may need to listen to some music, whatever that may be for you. It allows you to shift. I remember one time and, and I'm sure I, we podcast this because it was in the last nine years, but I remember being so mad at Elisa and I can't remember for what. And I remember, and this is the one and only time I think I've ever done this in our 22 years of marriage, but I got so mad. I slammed the door to that garage. I got in my car and I left. And I, and I was just like, I am done. I am frustrated. I am tired. And I can't even, again, I cannot even remember what we were arguing, arguing about. But for me in that moment, and it's not something that I've done often. Like I said, it's, it's happened once. There have been other times when I've, I've done this particular deal, but it was in that moment that I really remember it so vividly. I needed that movement of the car and I needed to just listen to loud music. And, and for me, that allowed me to just flush out some frustrations, some uh, get back to a resolve of where this all started and why we had to we, we had to go down this road. Mm-hmm. So that, that was me. And Elisa knew I was coming back. It wasn't that I was leaving and, and going to leave her hanging for, you know, the evening or whatever. It, it was, I just needed to get away for a little bit and, and being communicative of that and just saying, I need to get out of here for a little. So that's what I shared. And I remember just riding and driving up and down PCH music on and just loving it. I totally remember the incident like you leaving and driving i don't remember i'm like isn't, is it, that, is it that, isn't that interesting how you remember the incident which i cannot recall no, no i don't i don't remember like what the fight that oh okay. I, I just remember you leaving mm-hmm. knowing that you would come back but i remember you leaving and going wow that's never happened before wow yeah mm-hmm. it's crazy how these things happen um yeah and and i just want to touch on the fact that if you're aware that sex has been a band-aid in your marriage it's time to have a new strategy around your communication you, you might need to have a, a time and a place to have the heavier conversations, right? You might need to have strategies for taking those timeouts so that you can, you can just breathe and focus and actually work towards resolution instead of just going in this tug of war with your spouse. I, I have lots of coaching clients that we talk about, you know what, you need a timeout because whatever you're about to say next is not going to be beneficial. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to call it a timeout. You can call it a break and call it a breather. But we also need to step into this place where, where we're not just glossing over. And I mentioned it a few minutes ago. We're not glossing over. But what does it look like in your marriage if you, the two of you actually work towards building strong communication skills so that you can have resolution? Yeah. And we have a course that we did some years ago called He Zig, She Zags. Get your communication on the same path. Check that out because it goes step by step of what you need to do. We can't do that here in the, in the show because it's, it's a, it's a big course and, and it takes time to go through each one of those. So if you want to check that out, go to he zigs, she zags.com and grab that because that's going to allow you to work on your communication prior to things happening. But at least you start figuring things out and you're, you're testing things. It doesn't mean that you're, it may not all work that first time. It's okay because we still put these into action and into play in our own marriage when things don't go correctly, but we go back to our toolbox and we go, Oh, Tone and timing. Ah, uh, okay. Got it. Location. Oh, got it. So these are things that you can learn. So when these when these fights do come up, you're ready. So go to hezigshezags.com for that. And I just want to say one more thing on that. You know, let your yes be a yes. 
if, if the argument is not resolved, don't just say so to lie to yourself or your spouse just to get to that next stop, right? Be, be couples that actually create resolution so that when you get to the sexual intimacy, it's actually done, right? That, that the argument is done. We've got resolution and, and whether it's because it's done or because you know that this is the healing aspect of it, either way, be those couples. Don't be holding on to stuff that's not resolved and then just putting, you know, pseudo band-aids on top of it. That's not who the one family is. Yeah. And so, Hey, one last thing too, if, if it's late at night and you're exhausted, remember that being physical is important. Maybe it's not sex. Maybe it's not sex because you guys are just at that point where one more thing is going to put you over the edge. Go to bed naked, cuddle, Mm -hmm. connect. And remember folks, remember that sex is so important though. It is that bond. It is that glue that connects you with your spouse and it, and using that, using that, the, and and I don't want to say using it, but it's, it's the one thing we get to do with our spouse that we don't do with anybody else. And it's one of the most beautiful things we can do. And coming to the end of an argument and in having that makeup sex can be something that if you both are in the right place and go, you know what? This is resolved. This is done. We're going to just lay it out right here. We are going to experience fully this sexual moment. Wow. What a connection we can have and move on Mm -hmm. because that's the key too. Sometimes we got to just let some stuff go to move on. We love you guys. We are so thankful to have you part of the one family. We really are. And we are truly honored and blessed to come here each and every week and share our lives with you and hear your lives because that's what impacts us. We love you guys. Have yourself a fantastic week and we will catch you next week. Love you guys.